and welcome to the Kids Planet Podcast. An opportunity to explore the highs and lows of raising under fives. Here are your hosts from the Kids Planet marketing team, Sarah Murphy and Emma Palowski. Hello and welcome to this month's podcast, where we will be discussing all things recruiting men into early years, from the challenges and the benefits and breaking down gender stereotypes. Joining us today, we have two guests, Jill Mason, Head of Training and Development at Kids Planet Training Academy, and Jeremy Davis, Communications Manager at the Fatherhood Institute. Welcome to you both. Um, if you wouldn't mind just starting off by giving our listeners a brief background um, on how you got into your line of work. Um, shall we start with you, Jill? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, So I'm Jill Mason, and um, I've been involved in early years, vocational training and education for about 25 years or so, initially starting as a primary school teacher. Uh, I uh, quickly moved into adult education and then on to vocational training and education, and I've pretty much been involved in writing qualifications, developing qualifications, working for large awards and organisations, and and into training organisations as well and joined Kids Planet tra- uh, in 2018 and my whole uh, remit was to set up the training academy there and to ensure we were delivering qualifications in early years that were quality and fit for purpose. Fabulous, thanks. Um, and Jeremy? Hi. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I work for the Fatherhood Institute um, which is a small uh, research policy and training organisation that's focused on building a society that values and supports men as hands-on fathers and paid caregivers. So I've been with the Institute for, uh, gosh, uh, more than 15 years, probably 17, 18 years, Um, I came to it having worked as a journalist uh, for many years and then uh, I did a PhD on fatherhood and it was through that that I uh, came into contact with the Institute, uh, started doing some freelance writing for them and then it ended up turning into a job. Okay, brilliant. And how did you come about launching um, Mighty, which is men in the early years? So um, I suppose, so my role in the Institute uh, is to make sure that we're communicating effectively with our various audiences. And so I created Mighty in uh, 2018 because um, having done some work on um, uh, supporting a project to get more men into early years education. Uh, I felt that there was a a need for a national voice on the lack of gender diversity and inclusion in the early years workforce. So um, I saw a gap and filled it by uh, creating the mighty campaign and I suppose from the Institute's angle it it felt like this was an extension of our father focused work um, into supporting men as paid caregivers as well as um, you know unpaid caregivers looking after their own children so yeah that's that's how it came about. 
Oh, interesting. Thank you. Um, and Jill, how did Kids Planet get involved in um, signing up for the campaign um, and how did the partnership develop? So we heard all about the campaign back in uh, July 19 um, and there was a, um, a conference that Jeremy was running for, um, you know, looking at attracting more men into childcare. So a colleague introduced me to this conference and I made contact with Jeremy about maybe that we could work together on supporting the conference. So that was the initial sort of conversations we had. And then Jeremy told me about the um, the charter, signed up to the charter to uh, recruit more men into the early years. Uh, which we which we duly signed, and then um, we signed that in the in the December, and then um, in the early the next year, in about March twenty, just at the start of the pandemic, um, Jeremy contacted me to say that they he'd um, found out about a tender for a call for proposals to uh, look at how we remove barriers to apprenticeships, and Jeremy's idea was around that we could use the men in childcare as a project put forward a proposal to look at how we might remove those barriers to men entering apprentices in early years and so this was at the very start of the pandemic in March 20 so it was a you know an interesting time to hmm. commit a tender and uh, then became a series of um, Zoom meetings between Liverpool and Morocco pretty much on putting this together and, wow. uh, and submitted our tender um, working in partnership on how we would bring both organisations together to look at how we do remove those barriers to men who maybe want to do an apprenticeship in early years. Okay, and how has it been going then, working together to in introduce more men into early years? Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's been an, an interesting journey, and I'm sure Jeremy will add to this as well. So, it's, um, you know, it was, it was a, you know, quite a, a, an ambitious thing to do in, the, in, in lockdown. And uh, some of the things that we really wanted to do, which was more sort of like hand-holding and more face-to-face -face contact with recruiting more men to the areas, some of those things we had to be quite creative about. Um, but, you know, it's really highlighted and brought to the forefront the issues that a lot of our men are facing within the early years. I'm sure Jeremy will want to say something about some of the um, the, the uh, activities we've been undertaking to, to do this through a pandemic. Yeah, so I, I think Jill's right. I mean, it, you, you know, it was a, a total coincidence that we put this bid together pretty much at exactly the point the pandemic struck. So, of course, we weren't expecting that at all. And so a lot of the ideas for what we wanted to do, we haven't been able to do. And so I suppose a lot of the work that uh, we had envisaged doing would have involved um, lots of face-to-face -face meetings and conversations in individual settings where we would have been supporting individual settings to kind of enhance their communication with the men around them, so that would involve that would include the fathers of of children using the settings. Uh, it would have involved going out physically into the community and and sometimes you know standing uh, in the playground or equivalent space um, and organising events. Uh, to get men in and to kind of engage with them, get them thinking of themselves as potential early years practitioners and so on and so on. So, of course, all of that stuff has been quite um, 
difficult to do in the context of a pandemic. Having said that, I think some of the, our approach, the Institute's approach always is to try to support organisations to think about their systems um, so, that, so that they uh, build systems that are more inclusive of men. Because often in the, in the world of parenting, the world of looking after children, everything is just so uh, predominantly female focused and, and it can be easy to fall into the trap of just going along with that and never challenging it. So part of what we've done through this project is to do a kind of audit with Kids Planet, uh, to have lot to do lots of interviews and surveys with the staff, to look at what systems are in place and whether there are things that can be changed to make the organisation more welcoming to men, um, mm. to 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 do more uh, recruitment activities that would engage with men better so all of that you know a lot of that stuff we have been able to do despite not being able to kind of get physically into settings so yeah so i think you know as, as a project we maybe haven't um done a lot of things that we envisaged that we were going to do but we have done lots of good stuff anyway i think <laughs> Yeah, which is great. Obviously, now things are changing. Hopefully, there's a lot more work for us to do. Um, but that leads on quite nicely to the next question. Um, why would you say it's so important to have a diverse and representative early years workforce? Um, that could go to either one of you, actually. I mean, I, I would be happy to take that one. If you don't mind, Jill. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, so, well, first of all, I think it's really good for the children because mm. they get to see that looking after each other is something that everybody can do and has a role in, not just women. So uh, that's, a, that's a really obvious uh, win if you, if you have... Uh, a diverse workforce. Uh, I think it's good for the men too, because why shouldn't men get to do this work, which I think we can all agree is really important work. Um, I also think it's good for women too. And the reality is that early years education, uh, unfortunately, is quite an undervalued profession. Uh, and I think it's no coincidence that it's also a very female-dominated profession. Those two things often go hand in hand. Um, and so I think it's important that the early years sector stands up and makes clear that they're not resigned to remaining female-dominated and undervalued. So I think the more that we can get early years organisation uh, organisations talking about diversity and doing things differently in order to maximise diversity, the more the, the sector will be become uh, better at, at this and the more it will be taken seriously. 
as a um, as a workforce and and as a, a kind of um, part of the education system. So I think it you know for me diversity and inclusion is always good news and and I think there are lots of reasons why in the early years we get we should be uh, working harder on the on the gender diversity stuff. Okay, brilliant. Um... And what big changes do you think are needed to increase the number of men in childcare? Again, to either of you. I mean, I'll I'll just come in quickly here because I think changes are exactly what Jeremy just mentioned. We need to see more men in the early years. And what, what we found in Kids Planet is where we have more men, we have more men type of thing. So some of our settings, you know, have you know increased numbers of men who work in the settings and they then encourage more men to work in those settings so we can see that that positive you know portrayal of men in the workplace is a real recruiter there for, for more men coming along and we really need to look at and we have done this with them with Jeremy and Jeremy's team looking at you know our marketing materials looking at the language that we use looking at removing our own barriers to encourage more men to come along into the sector as well so these some of the things we're actively doing at the moment to try and recruit more men into Kids Planet Day Nurseries. Uh, and, and probably, Jeremy, do you want to pick up on that as well? Yeah, so, I mean, I think Jill, Jill's right. I think um, if, if you, in order to be it, you need to see it, I suppose, is mm -hmm. the quick way of summarising what Jill's just said. And I think that, you know, I, there is no substitute for men being able to see other men uh, working in this field. The moment you see it, uh, you can start to see that, it, you know, it, it wouldn't be impossible for you to do it. And so, of course, because we have such a tiny percentage of men, you know, it's like nationally, it's 3% male in this workforce. So we're really starting from a very low base. And what that means is that, you know, there are a lot of, settings that literally have no men working in them and mm. so when you're in that situation it's very difficult uh, to get to the stage where you know you bring men in and you show them and you say we'd like you to work here and they're, and they're looking at you thinking well there aren't any other men doing that so I'm not sure I believe you you know so it's very important to get those early uh, men in there, if you like, with whom you can then uh, develop a sort of um, marketing strategy that other men will take seriously. But, you know, this is long-term work. It's not stuff that yeah. you can solve overnight. Um, and I think, you know, what, what Kids Planet is doing, rightly, is to build, start to build this into... Uh, all their marketing and to and to kind of you know start to take it seriously in in a in terms of the systems and and always checking you know have we got photos of men here are, are we are we making the most of the men we already have in the organisation to support uh, the marketing of of careers and so on yeah definitely it is really important to see that um, on that. Kids Planet are actively looking for 12 male recruits to the Level 2 Apprentice Programme in Greater Manchester. Um, if any men are listening, Jill, what are the requirements to get onto that apprenticeship? So there isn't 
really any requirements apart from you need to be six over 16 um, and we you know right up you, there's no age limit in the way there so so I mean our oldest apprentice at the moment is 58 so there is no age limit on that we just want people to really have a genuine you know want need to work with uh, with children in the early years know that it's busy know that it's lively know that you know you'll be indoors you'll be outdoors that type of thing um you know and and every day is 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 quite different uh and it's exciting and invigorating and all those things and we just want people who want to work with children and then we're happy if people if men want to come along and, and try that out you know maybe it's, it's something really new and you want to just give it give us a go then we could do work tasters you could buddy up with another man in, in kids planet and, and find out more about the role you know so so there's lots of different routes that you can get in and there is no barriers there we want to remove all of those barriers so we have over 100 nurseries so you know even though we're recruiting for manchester obviously we want men in all our, our nurseries so we will link you to your nearest nursery and as i say we'll we'll buddy you up with other men within the organization but there actually is no other barriers than that you know to actually just picking the phone up and making that call and coming along and find out more about it brilliant and what kind of ages and stages of life do we tend to see in the men working in early years well, I mean, and Jeremy will add to this, I'm sure, but over all ages and stages, we wouldn't want to put men into a certain, you know, into working with, you know, preschoolers or, you know, men are welcome to work with our babies right from through all the rooms, right through all the ages and stages. And we'd expect men to work across all those ages and stages. We would not want to see them, you know, working in some stereotypical role. We'd expect, you know, that if men want to work in baby rooms and stuff, that would be absolutely fine across all ages. Yeah. Ab, um, thank you. Um, and what else are Kids Planet offering in terms of traineeships and apprenticeships for both men and women to get into childcare? Oh, so we offer the full full spectrum of uh, early years um, apprenticeships. So we have. Um, so yesterday we just did our, our first sector based work academy for early years. So that's for people really, really just thinking about maybe working in childcare. So we have two sector based work academies. One of those is for early years, and one of those for our, our new sort of role that we've got, which is sports coaches. So maybe those people interested in becoming a sports coach in the very early years now really happily to report yesterday that actually of the 10 people that came along to that sector work-based academy there was five men and five women which was really really refreshing to see and um very interested in looking at sport roles as well so that's one of the routes we've got to come into the academy we also have our apprenticeships at level two um level three early years educator and also the level five advanced early years practitioner for those who maybe already have experience or aspire to be leaders in the early years or who may have a level three in another occupational area that we can look at you know you don't have to repeat any of those um the learning that you've done already you can come in at a higher level we also have um for those interested in working as a chef or within nutrition in the early years we have our new chef academy we've just recently launched so if you're interested in you know becoming a chef but actually don't want to do chefy hours in, in nights and weekends and actually interested in early years nutrition and working within the early years sector then we can base you in one of our nurseries across the country working with a qualified chef to mentor you through that process as well so lots of opportunities there we're also attending lots of careers events in schools because 
as Jeremy sort of alluded to before, you know, we need men to be thinking about working in areas that, you know, at the early ages themselves. So it's really important that we get into schools so that we can really tell our young men about, you know, careers within early years and get them thinking about that from an early age as well. So we do have uh, work school tasters and we do have T-level placements as well for anyone who's interested in working in the sector. So plenty of opportunities there to get involved. Yeah, it does sound like there's loads of options there, which is fantastic. Um, and one for both of you, really. Um, what do you find are like the positive aspects of having male role models for children? Should I go first? Um, okay, so Jill will know that I'm not a big fan of the idea of yeah. male role models. Um, I get on my soapbox about this. <laughs> because I think often when people use that term... Uh, actually what they're doing is they're sort of boxing men in to uh, delivering a sort of idealised version of masculinity rather than just being themselves. And I think that's what we want in early years is we want uh, a nice, diverse range of men of different ages and different interests and so on just being themselves and bringing their own individual qualities, uh, whatever they are, to the work. In the same way that we do, that we have lots of different women who have lots of different interests and, and qualities and so on doing this work. So I think that's what this is about. And I think the, the idea of male role models, sometimes it, it's kind of adding an unnecessary pressure into things uh, as if, you know, these men need to be there kind of being um, a version of masculinity. Um, and, and often people talk about it as if we need more men because there are so many children who don't have dads at home. Well, actually, there are fewer children with no dad in their lives than than we like to think in the first place. And I also think, well, if you don't have a dad, then having a male early years practitioner isn't really going to replace your dad anyway. So I just, I, sometimes I think the, the, the male role model idea gets overplayed a bit. Having said all that, I do think it's great for children to have men around who are fun and who are caring for them and who are, you know, who love this work. Um, so for me, that's what it's about. Um, but let's not get too obsessed with the role modelling idea. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and how, how can we um, as individuals help to break down gender stereotypes in early years? Or how are we doing it as organisations? Do you want to take that, Jill, or shall I? Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, actually what just jumped into my mind yesterday when we, we were talking to the um, the people at the sector, it's a swap, I'll call it swap sector, work-based academy, at the swap, and, and one of one of the um, young men there said, you know, I'm, I'm saying I want to be a sports coach, but actually it, will I be able to go into the rooms and will I be able to work with the children and read stories? I have my own children at home and, and that's what I want to do. And, and, and that was, it made me happy and sad, I suppose, because um, he thought he could only come into that sports coach role, but actually it was the other yeah. role he wanted. Mm -hmm. But actually, by, by 
advertising that role in a way. He felt, I don't know, permission is the right word, but he could apply to that role and by default would get into that other role. If yeah. you see what, where I'm coming from. So actually, I absolutely agree with what Jeremy's saying. We don't want the stereotypes, but we'll do in a way what we need to do to, to get um, men to apply for these roles. And um, so and now, yeah. I've, um, now I've got to think about what your, the answer to your question was. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you're. I think you're right, Jill, and I, and I do think I, I think we have to do whatever we have to do to get men into the space, you know. Mm. And if that means you have to appeal to them through sport because that gives them the permission they need to come in the door, then you know that's what we then then we do that. Um, mm. But I think you know. For me, the the I think there's a lot that we can all do in early years education to break down the stereotypes. Part part of that is a bit is about getting men into the space, but it's also about just you know everyday practice. So you know I think uh, every day there are you know there are lots of brilliant early years practitioners who will uh, challenge in small everyday ways um, the some of the stereotypes that that children will present in in the room you know because they've seen stuff on telly or they've uh, I don't know their their parents um, are buying them particular kinds of toys and the, and or, or encouraging certain types of behaviour uh, or, or restricting their behaviour and so on. So I think I think early years practice uh, there, there are gives lots of opportunities uh, to challenge gender stereotypes at an age where it's really important to do that because we know that. It's very, you know, the the the, uh, the children face what has been described as a tsunami of gender when they're two and three years old, and it really does shape uh, how they see themselves and what they see as um, opportunities that they can and can't take up in their lives. So the more we can kind of challenge it um, at a young age, the the better. I think, yeah, absolutely. I think challenge is the word there, Jeremy. And I think loud and clear through the survey we originally did with, with, with yourself and the staff, the men who said were their managers challenged, maybe a parent objected to an change and things. They felt much more supported when that challenge was in place to say, you know, actually, you know, we we won't accept the uh, criticism there that actually this men are will do all the roles within early years uh, and, and, and will challenge and support men and um, that came through loud and clear in, in the feedback in the survey as well yeah mm. amazing okay thank you it's been really insightful um just on the topic of the world of work um we thought we'd end with an interesting question about the two of you um so starting with you jill what was your first ever job my first ever job was in Freeman Hardy Willis, and that was a shoe shop, and it doesn't even exist anymore. That's how long ago it was. And for someone who can't stand feet, it was a really interesting time in my life. I would hate that. You can't stand feet and you got into a shoe shop. And how did you progress into the early years field? 
So I, I, I went to my university and did uh, teacher training. Oh, the teaching, yeah. Yeah, so I was a primary school teacher originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. So quite a change, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> um, and Jeremy, how about yourself? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, apart from little things, I, I used to wash cars when I was a teenager. I used to wash lots and lots of cars, but I, whether I'd call that an actual job, I don't know. But I guess the first job probably where I got, where I had like a payslip, was uh, working at Butlins, would you believe? In, <laughs> no in, in, in Pacelli, I worked behind the bar uh, <laughs> as a summer job when I was at uni. So, yeah, that was quite an eye-opener as an experience. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Did you imagine you'd end up in the Fatherhood Institute at that point? <laughs> Not really, no. No, it, it, I was thinking about this, this the other day, actually, that, uh, you know, I've kind of ended up devoting a, a big portion of my career to the issue of fatherhood and and it's kind of hard to uh remember a time when fatherhood wasn't part of my life but but of course it wasn't and, and none of it happened until I actually became a father myself um so yeah it was a kind of that was a truly transformational experience for me in lots of different ways wow it definitely sounds like yeah. it yeah and I think it's a good reminder, isn't it, that you can kind of change fields and go in any direction at any stage, can't you? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I saw, you know, for a long time, I, I saw myself as a journalist and it was, and you know, my career was about that. It was about climbing some sort of, you know, journalistic ladder. And um, yeah, and I jumped off that and ended up doing what I think is much more interesting work as a result. So. Definitely rewarding, mm. yeah. Mm. Um, okay, well, thank you both so much for your time um, and the insight you've given us into men working in the early years. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you so much. So do join us again next time for another episode of All Things Early Years. Thanks for joining us and to our guests today. Tune in next month. And in the meantime, pop over to our website and follow us on social media. Kids Planet, working together to inspire your world.